We are in Come Follow Me, week 29, which is Acts chapter 10 through 15. And I really just want to center in Acts 10. And what it reminded me of is a seminary lesson that I taught one year. I had a student raise her hand and say, I have a cousin who is gay and who really wants to serve a mission and asked his bishop and the bishop said he couldn't. And she said, I want to know why. And I said to her, that's interesting because Elder Holland just gave a conference talk not too long ago and talked about an elder who was gay, who they worked with and helped him serve a mission and serve a successful mission. And so I said, you know what? I don't know the answer to that. So if you are okay and don't feel like I'm putting you off, I'm going to do some research on that. Are you okay if we address this next time? And she said, yes. And so I went to the principal and let him know. And he referred me to about five different articles that were given from the church's publicity department, um, from different apostles and um, just many different various things on this topic. And so I went home and I read, and some were really long, and listened to these articles. And he said, this principal was so genius, he said, what I would like you to do is I would like you to print out several of these, give each student two pages, have them underline a sentence or two, find something they love that it says in those two pages, then have them in groups of like five and share with one another what stood out to them and pick as a group of five something they want to share that was said to the class. And I was a little nervous what their takeaway would be. And so we spent the entire hour and a half doing this. And then at the end, I had each group present their one takeaway that had touched them. And then after we did that as a class, I had them come up with the truth that we could write down as our truth for the day that we had learned from the gospel. And what was so powerful to me is the truth they came away with is God loves all. And our job is to love. He is the judge. We are not. And we do not understand. There is yet to be revealed many great and important truths. And we're all down here doing the best that we can. And the reason we are not judges is because we don't have the perfect understanding that God does. But we can love like God does. And that was such an impactful lesson for me. It really changed me and my thinking. I have friends who have gay children who I respect and have had this journey for the past 20 years who have in my soul as I have watched them love and stand with their children I have known that was the right thing but I have sat and wondered how I should act as the friend I want to live in a place where people know they are loved and accepted and that they can sit by me and be totally open with who they are and I will love them because my job is to love, not judge. 
And it was just the most beautiful experience and one that I will hold with me and be grateful for the rest of my life. And so I love chapter 10 in Acts. And this is what it starts with in verse 2. A devout man, this is Cornelius, and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. Verse 3, he saw in a vision, and then it says the angel of God coming to him. Verse 4, what is it, Lord? This is Cornelius. He said to him, and the Lord said, thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before me. Send men to Joppa. Verse 6, he shall tell thee, send for Simon. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. And Simon is Peter. Verse 7, and when the angel which had spake to Cornelius was departed, he called two of his household servants, verse 8, and sent them to Joppa. Verse 9, and on the morrow, as they went on their journey, they drew nigh to the city. Peter was up on his housetop to pray, verse 10. And he fell in a trance, verse 11, and the heavens opened. And you know what he sees, and you know what happens. And the Lord tells him to eat, and he says, never has I have I eaten an unclean thing. And this Lord tells him in verse 15, what God has cleansed, that call not thou common. Verse 16, and this was done thrice. And I love that because we know in the mouth of two or three witnesses, God confirms all truth. And then verse 17, now while Peter doubted in himself what the vision which he had seen should mean, I love that. Not God. He questioned himself that he would interpret this dream the right way. Verse 19, the spirit said, behold, three men seek thee. Go with them, doubting nothing. Have faith in me, Peter. I have sent them. And I love that because what peace can come to Peter he has to move forward in faith that he's acting as God would have him act. Verse 22, Cornelius the centurion, a just man and one that feareth God and of good report among all nations of the Jews was warned of God by an holy angel to send for thee to his house to hear words of thee. 23, and Peter went. 24, and Cornelius waited for them and called together his kinsmen and his near friends. How awesome is this? That he is ready to hear the word of God and has gathered all he loves to hear. Are we that anxious to share the truth we know because we're so excited? It's the word of God. 28. And then he says in 29, for what intent hast thou sent for me? And then Cornelius restates this dream that he has. All here present before God are here to hear all things what are commanded of God. And I thought of Mosiah chapter 3 and it's King Benjamin on the tower presenting to them Mosiah as the new king. And it says they did open their eyes to see and their ears to hear the words. And that's what we do before conference when we want to hear the word of the Lord. And so I loved this, that they are present and ready. They've prepared themselves to hear. And so then it says, 
34, Peter opened his mouth and said, of a truth, I perceive God is no respecter of persons. 35, but in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Not just believes. He that heareth and that worketh righteousness. It is by our actions. And Cornelius got this privilege by his acts, his constant prayer and his almsgiving. God knew his heart. And then in verse 40, it says, this is Peter's words. He's talking of Christ. Him God raised up and showed him openly, 41, not to all people, but unto witnesses chosen of God to deliver this message of whom Peter is one. 42, and he commanded us to preach to the people, to testify it is he ordained of God. 43, through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive a remission of sins. 44, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them that heard the word. They had to be worthy of that. They had to be seeking that. They had to be prepared. 45, and they of the circumcision, which means they of the covenant, which believed were astonished because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Can any man forbid water that they should not be baptized? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. And then in Acts eleven eighteen it says, And when they heard these things, they held their peace and glorified God, saying, Then hath God also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. And I love that because once upon a time, President Nelson said in a conference talk, Look for those seeking Christ. Be one with those. It is two teams. We are either on the team seeking Christ or we are not. The enemy is Satan, not each other. And there are so many incredible people waiting for the witness that we have of further light and knowledge and truth. And our job is to be those disciples and to share that message and to show love to all and to be a representation of him. And I love that message. And I loved that lesson that I learned from my students in seminary. God wants all. And so should we. And we seek to be examples and witnesses of him and his instruments on earth today by showing his light and his love. I hope you know the church is true. And more than that, I hope you know how much our Savior loves you.